Welcome to the 48th edition of the Pro Wrestling Zone. I am Tiger Height. And I'm Peanut Gallery. And our topic is going to be full of stress and it's going to be awesome. But let us talk about some news. Yes. Um, I, 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 hope, just, I, I hope everyone had a great break. Yes. Uh, this is our first one from our break. But I do want to send a congratulations. I can't believe this happened. But the Bella Twins gave birth. Yes. One day apart. One day apart. So the, I think the boys. Oh yes, it yeah, is boys. Both yeah, yeah. Boys, yes. So uh, congratulations to Bo. Fantastic, wonderful. Nobody cares anyway. Well, I'm sure the families care, but yeah, I don't think they care. So and, and so does <laughs> E Entertainment News. They care. Ooh, they're gonna make some money anyway. Let's talk about some news. Uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling because they like to do these titles. They're bringing a King of Pro Wrestling 2020 Championship. Hooray! The entire antithesis of this title which i think is ridiculous is based on stipulations right so the um the first champion will be crowned at summer struggle in um uh kinju i think that's how you pronounce Uh it in a fatal four-way match which new japan never does it is a very rare occasion when we see a triple threat yes or uh, any match that's not a one-on-one a multi-tag or a regular tag right so um i I'm not a big fan of it. I don't. I really don't think they need a fucking other championship. But whatever. Eh, you know. Uh, they're also. Uh, they're also doing a, a United States, uh, U.S. Yes. New Japan Cup, yes. U.S. version of it. And the winner of that will take on John Moxley for the Macy. for the IWGP United States Championship. Yes. Finally. And apparently, so uh, AEW, the uh, women's tag team tournament. They're not going to put a title on whoever wins. It's just a trophy. It's not going to be a new title or anything. But I think they're still toying with the idea. They just haven't set a firm commitment yet. Right. Because they haven't really signed enough women to really justify a full division. WWE can't pull it off. AEW just doesn't have the... They don't have the strength yet. They're getting there. Right. Well, let's talk about another J- Japanese promotion that is changing here. DDT and Pro Wrestling Noah are merging. Huge. And that's so, huge. yeah, that is that's absolutely huge. Cyber, uh, that's definitely Cyber Fight's definitely number two right now yep. as of all, as all of Japan. Right now. All Japan's hurting a little bit. Yep. Um, New Japan obviously is number one, but with this merger. Um, they're also going to be calling it Cyber Fight, and yep. to what I am aware of, they're going to keep the title separate, okay. and um, Cyber Fight is just the all-encompassing um, product uh, over it, so we'll still get Noah, we'll still get DDT, but it will be under a Cyber Fight banner, oh, okay. which is fine. Yep. Um, nothing too much. Uh, Eddie Kingston was signed to AEW. Now, Eddie Kingston is still signed to NWA, though. Yes. Um, I think his contract is more of that independent contract, so right. he can kind of go between the two. So I wonder if once once NWA comes back to television, if Eddie Kingston's going to stay on both, or if he's just going to do one or the other. Um, I really hope it'll, so. It'll be interesting to see... Um, Let's see, what else was I going to say? Oh, yes, Matt Cardona, who many people will know as Zack Ryder back in WWE, he is actually working a limited contract basis right now with AEW. Oh, so he just kind of does it whenever. I think he has I think he has five appearances that he's scheduled. At least for right now. Right, but Which that's what his contract, well, I guess his quote-unquote contract states. Uh, the other thing, too, is that they're still working out a contract for Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio asked for a raise, and Vince McMahon said no. Right. 
And then, so, and then instead of um, WWE continuing to negotiate, they just decided to pull the offer entirely. Right. So uh, Rey so Mysterio's they were, so future, babies. Yeah, Rey Mysterio's future is still up in the air, but um, there is a possibility he could be going to AEW if he doesn't resign. Right. And honestly, it's like, how long does he really have for his in-ring career? Right. And what else does he have to fucking prove? Right. Um. You know, it's fine. It's whatever. If he feels like he can still go, then I'll go for it. I'm right. not. I'm not gonna say no to it. But you know, it's just kind of in that realm. Uh, Kyrie Sane has officially departed WWE. Yes. And her future in any kind of promotion is unknown currently. Yes. Um, she might be taking some time off, but all we know is that she's going back to Japan, which yes. is fine. It's whatever. We all saw that coming. Anyway, so Miro says he's done with pro wrestling. Uh, he's now a full-time Twitch streamer. No, nope. he was banned on Twitch. He was, but then he got reinstated. Oh, yeah, he got reinstated because it was bullshit, because obviously. Well, because because he shared lewd photos of his wife. Okay, they weren't that lewd. I know. I saw them. It was, she was in a bikini. She wasn't like, here's my, here's my vag with me splitting the fucking whatever. Like, dude. Okay. You know, now, Twitch, that, now, that is something that I cannot unsee. And that's fine. I'll probably enjoy that later. So, um, and also Miro is doing fine to what I'm aware of is about his COVID-19 test, blah, 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 blah. But let's talk about the big news, which was WWE's Q2 earnings for 2020. Hooray! Uh, Hooray numbers! Peanut Gallery, would you like to take the helm on nope, this? Nope, I'll let you take the helm on this. All right. So, revenues was $223.4 million as compared to... $268.9 million to the prior year's quarter, reflecting... Uh, Peanut Gallery is struggling. I'm struggling. So basically, the per the reason for that is because they just didn't get the um, Saudi Arabia deal. But um, this is a record uh, $514.4 million year to date. Um, it's representing a 14% growth from the prior year period. Um, just because they didn't have to travel and a lot of those expenses was like cut in half. So they made that much money. You do realize that that money could have, you know, been good. Just a fraction of that could have been fine to save people's jobs. But what? Oh, yeah, of course. Whatever. But whatever. It's WWE. Um, the operating income was $55.7 million as compared to $17.1 million in the prior year quarter. So a little more, but that's just because they're running more frequent shows. Mm -hmm. And also they have fans. So the ad, I don't know what that is. The adjunct I, – I literally pulled this from Forbes. I don't know what that is. Yeah, I have no idea. Um, something increased to $17.5 million from – $34.6 million through the prior year's quarter. Oh, I think that's the WWE Network. The free version of the network was announced on June 1st, mm -hmm. and their, um, the revenue from that is actually gaining because their uh, subscription numbers jumped. Mm -hmm. So more people are checking it out first, and then they were really liking it, and then they go into um, the... Right. actual paid version and to what i'm aware of they are not going to be doing the tiered one yet uh be just because they released the free one and it's going fairly well yes. so they're fine wwe network averages paid subscriber to decline 1.5 percent to 1.66 million while ending paid subscribers 
increased 6% mm. to 1.69 million subscribers. So it's actually doing better now than it was before. I have no idea why. Ah. Uh, digital video views increased 10% to a record 9.9 billion hours consumed and increased 15% to a record 374 million across digital and social platforms. Jesus. Whoa. Well, you know, everyone's at home. They're doing a lot of crazy shit. And right. I think that's kind of why. I think they're doing it for that purpose, which is fine. E-commerce revenue nearly doubled to $12.6 million, subsequently offsetting the loss of revenue merchandise sales with 76 fewer events in the quarter. So WWE is doing better than expected, despite of what they're doing. I mean, seriously. So that means that don't look for storyline changes anytime soon. No, they're going to continue to do weird shit. Like and it's, they've always done. It's going to be stupid and boring and blah, 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 because they're just making it. It's good, it's good fodder for our show, so I'm it not going to be too mad about it. And if WWE can make money in this, honestly, it's kind of a testament to them. More monetization for all of us. I mean, it really is. It's Hooray. wonderful. Um, so we are going to end the new segment there. I mean, not a ton, but the Q1 yeah. is important. It's, it's going to be a shorter week this week just because it's, you know, it's obviously a topic that, um, you know, it's going to go pretty quick. Oh, we're, oh, I'm, I want us to trash this. Like, don't hold back. I want you to wreck this. So we're going to talk about the worst matches in the history of professional wrestling. Hooray! Tina Gallery just had a ball. So we'll talk about that after a short break. And I we, itched my nose. And that's on the recording. I'm not taking it out. And we are back. So, Tina Gallery, how did you like these? So these are the worst professional wrestling matches um i took the painstaking thing of researching these matches and finding these matches and we saw it on thursday wednesday we saw wednesday. it together on wednesday yes and it was as stressful and equally hilarious as you would expect hooray um so i think i i think i i think i rather uh, let's see what would i rather do I mean, I, I'd, I'd rather get hit by a bus, maybe. <laughs> Except for watching these matches again. Yes. Which we will do. So, anyway. Um, Let's talk about... Okay, so so this part is going to be mine. And so, then we'll take a break. And then we'll do uh, Tiger Heights so, matches. Right. And then after that, we'll you know then conclude the show at that point in time. But let's get started with my match. My matches. I guess we both watched all these matches together. Right. I, I think we're just going to do a collab and just make it into right. a two-part show but, today. Yeah. Um, or whatever. We'll, we'll, we'll kind of we'll kind of play it by ear. Yeah. So, so let's talk about Shelly Martinez versus Rebel. One night only knockouts, knockdown, 2016. Aired April 22nd, 2016. Taped March 17th, 20. I have no idea what that was. That that was a something. So it started out with Shelly Martinez in the most random segment I have ever seen. Yes. Um, Rebels. Oh, oh and her and, and Shelly Martinez had that like weird whatever gimmick that like what. Oh, um, she had Day of the Dead. Yes. So it was like part Day of the Dead, part not. So she had her face painted. Yeah. And she had a sombrero on. Right. But then her gear had no kind of indication of any kind of 
Day of the Dead except for the face paint. So the point of the face paint was just to do it. Right. And then Rebels was kind of like in a weird mixed bag here. Yeah. Where she was part of Dollhouse. Yeah. So she came out to the Dollhouse's theme music and all of that. Right. But she still had her American Rebel um, Titantron, and then she was wearing, like, a general's outfit. Right. So the hogpage of whatever this was, I was so confused. And this match could have been nothing. It was on a one-night-only. It was in 2016 Impact, so it was kind of... Yeah, 2016 Impact. No one watched. But... Everyone watched 2020 Impact. But just the absurdity of this match... Has put wow. it into infamy. I know. So at first, the match was fine at first. It was not offensive. The crowd was actually kind of into it, or at least they were attempting to, until they started actually wrestling. Until they actually started putting moves on each other. I have no idea what happened. So who trained these gals? It's like also who trained the production crew? Also, what was this? Was like baby's first wrestling match or something? This was. I mean, okay, like I said, at first they were doing moves, and it was fine. It sucked, but I'm like, okay, we've seen a thousand of these. Right, right, where they have, like, horrible abdominal stretch. Oh, oh no, 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 oh, oh, no, 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 the arm drags, they were doing the crowd thing, whatever, right? And then we get to the abdominal stretch. Number one, the abdominal stretch was the worst thing I've ever seen. I know, it, it made no sense in the context of it. It doesn't even hurt. What? Well, no, the, if you do an abdominal stretch correctly, it does hurt. Right, right, but but they didn't how, do it correctly. How, how this happened, it looked like a nothing. Um, and then Rebel started to stretch Shelly into like a splits, and Shelly Martinez started screaming, "My veg, my veg!" So, and we Rebel, got demonetized right then and there. Well, anyways, um, Rebel Rebel released it, and I'm not sure if you heard it. Oh, I heard it. But the referee was like, "Are you okay?" <laughs> Shelly Martinez said, "I said my veg hurts." We did it, and from that point. They just kind of flopped into each what? other. <laughs> Can you explain the final um, crescendo starting with the suicide die? I have absolutely no idea what happened. So I chose to blot that out of existence. So I, I do know what they were going for. Yes. So what it was, it was Shelly Martinez was going to do a suicide dive, but Rebel was supposed to kick her. Right. Because Rebel is flexible, and she could have done it, right? Right. Nobody was in the correct position. The camera was behind the referee, so you didn't even get to see it. So it looked like um, Shelly Martinez like did the suicide dive, caught herself into the ropes, Slammed. Oh, that's right. Now I remember it. Yes, yes I remember that. She, she kind of like, she kind of died right as she. Right, like, because like she, she was scared. Right, right. She, she wasn't, wasn't supposed to go out. Rebel was supposed to kick her in the face. Right, and she was supposed to like hurt it, and then it was a roll-up pin for the win, which is a you know a whatever ending. She's a heel, great, very unoffensive. But Rebel did not kick her. Shelly just went for the plant finish, flopped. We didn't get to see it because, the, you know, the referee was in the way and the camera work was atrocious. Then Rebel rolls Shelly Martinez on top of Rebel, folds her up like a burrito, and pins her. Hooray. 
I'm 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 trying to think of what happened. Okay, like it just evolved into the most amazing thing, and Peanut Gallery was like he was staring at. And usually Peanut Gallery doesn't stare at matches, but he's like, what the. Fuck just, just happened. happened. I like he bad was, wrestling. He was so convinced. If, if you don't know that about me by now, he, uh, so Tiger High wanted to do the best matches. Well, we're, we're, we're going to do that at some point in time. But I'm not interested in the best matches. I want to see crappy wrestling. Well, we're going to do both, so get over it. Okay. I, I don't know Anyways, I don't know when we're going to do it. So let's move on to the next one. Oh, oh God. Okay, so this... Okay, so let's let's go through the people first. Dos Caras Jr. Dos Caras Sr. Sr. Rio de Jalisco... Do you do you want me to do this? Okay. Villano four versus Cien Caras, El Kinek, and Mascara Años Dos Mil. So let's go through how old these individuals are. Okay. No, this happened November seventeenth, twenty seventeen, at the CMLL Lingianos Mexicanos, which means. Um, Mexican Legend Supercard, so, which they do it before so, the anniversary. Just, uh, just a, just to throw it out. It was, there. yeah. The, the, it's Mexican tradition. They, they really do this, respect it, this, the older people. But let's go through the ages of these people who are participating in this match at this time. So all of these guys basically started wrestling. I think El Kinek started his career in 1973. Anyways, let's let's <laughs> let's go through the ages. Dos Caras Senior at this time was 57 years old. Rio de Jalisco Junior was 66 years old. Villano was 52. Cien Caras was 68. El Connect was 65, and Mascara Años Dos Mil was 59. It, it looked it looked like a retirement home came in <laughs> a slap match. So what I love about this is that during the entrance, there, there, the moves were not high impact. One of the guys had to be helped down the stairs. No, two of them had oh, to. They, oh, um. I, Mascara Años Dos Mil and Cien Caras came out together, and they were essentially helping each other. El Kinek had, like, this 10-year-old with a mask on assisting him down the stairs. It looked painful in every way, shape, and form. And, okay, like... I, I understand it, but this is, like, the worst tradition ever because this match, the crowd was booing. Yeah. The crowd of Mexican, per, like, the Mexicans, these guys are, like, superheroes. Right. They're in movies. They're in comic books. And they're booing them in the ring because they just... Oh, everything just looked It just awful. looked awful. Um, it looked like a slap match in a retirement home. Um... Like, there were a couple of spots where they would run off the ropes. It looked painful. They could barely run off the ropes. And one guy just kind of, like, fished. He, like, bumped into them, and they fell. They both fell on the floor. Right. And it was like, ugh. I don't know even what they were trying to do. They were, yeah. They were wrestling in cement. Yeah. So it was slow. It was plodding. And, and the hits were not real hits, obviously. They can't take bumps like they used to. Right. God, that match was just terrible. They were doing, I mean, there were some of the submissions looked awful. The referee, too, was old. So he was going down the pin, people, even when they weren't even in the pin. Right. So it just happened. Right. Um, since this was a traditional Lucha Libre match as well, 
this was a best two out of three falls. Oh, I know. It was just terrible. Um, <laughs> it was poorly executed. Um, I love how I think it was Mascara Anos and Cien Caras put Villano four in a double stump puller. He was off the ground. I'm like, oh my god, you're going to kill him. Um, and also, at this time, every single one of these stars, at one point in time, had heart attacks, too. So, great. Let's just bring them out. And it, the ending was a double... It was a disqualification... And, and I, I think, think the younger, younger guys challenged um, the Cien Karas thing to a six-man tag at a later date, and we're not going to watch that. Yeah. Um, but this match was so freaking hilarious because Peanut Gallery was just astounded. Just astounded. Like, why? 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 What? <laughs> Who? When? Where? Okay, and then the, the match previous to this one had... Taros, it had Rayo Lee, it had um, Roosh, and it was a really good match. Yeah. And it's so, like, okay, this this was the main event, too. This is how you ended the show. Right. Oh, my God. And I loved it. I'm sorry. If you if you can find this, find it. It's so funny. Um, it is on YouTube. Like, the full show is on YouTube. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, let's go to a match that more people might know. Kevin Nash, Hulk Hogan, Finger Poker Doom, Nitro, January 4th, 1990. 1999. So, uh, Kevin Nash was the booker at the time as well. Yes. Um, his entrance, that pyro, was the funniest thing because he he turns around. He's like, what the fuck is going on behind me? And Bruce Bruce Buffer... Basically jerked off Kevin Nash and Hulk oh, Hogan yeah, no, down there to the ring. Oh my God! They, yeah, they, I, I, I love I love Bruce Buffer though. His vo he had butter man. It was awesome. But he said to Kevin Nash, his accomplishments in the wrestling industry made him a citizen of the world. So he just transcends like locations, right? <laughs> And um, yeah, this, this was this was kind of the this, lead up to. Yep. Yeah, so, so this was Finger Poke Doom. So we all know how the match went. Hulk Hogan poked Kevin Nash. Kevin Nash bumped like he just ate four super kicks from the Young Bucks, and Hulk Hogan won. Oh, this was for the WCW champion right. as well. So um, fantastic. And 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 yeah, I think Eric Eric Bischoff got on my damn nerves on commentary. He's who was who was he with? Was he with Tony Schiavone? That was Tony Schiavone. Yes. Yeah, I like how Tony Schiavone said something stinks. Right at the pins, like, oh, come on. Oh, and the crowd was pissed. Oh, They were throwing trash in the ring. Yeah. Goldberg was running in. Um, uh, it was just... And, and it was, they, they also beat him down. Yeah. So it made him look totally irrelevant. Right. This crowd turned on this entirely. Oh, yeah. And that's why it's so infamous, and I loved it. And, Pina Gary, have you seen this match before? I have. You did. Okay. I, I think I think that every clip relating to the rise and fall of WCW has this match in here somewhere. At some point. With, with commentary, nonetheless. Oh, 100%. Oh, wow. We definitely have to put this in two parts. So, yeah. Um, so let's end off with the Bush. Okay, so this one is going to be amazing. The I love Bush this one. versus Volkov and Iron Sheik. Heroes of Wrestling, October 10th, 1999. <sighs> Nikolai Volkov was fat as fuck 
And so is the Iron Sheik. The, they were like old, like, you know, they had those beer bellies going. Right. The Iron Sheik had a weight belt on, and his gut was like, it was like kind of in, so there was like a little... Yeah, a little pocket, a little like, gut like, pocket. It, it kind of was peeking out from the top. It was really funny. It was. Oh, my um, God. So... I have, like, the Iron Sheik. I don't think he gets enough credit. He brought out those um, Indian dumbbells, and those things were, like, 50 pounds each, and he's swinging them over his head like it's nothing. I'm like, oh, my God. I was actually fairly impressed by that. This guy has core strength like a motherfucker. Oh, yeah. Um, but the, bushwh the Bushwhackers were very over with this crowd, too. Um, That's true. They were the Bushwhackers. Well, it was a you know it was a pretty standard old person match. It was really bad. Though. It was. It was. Uh, Volkov, like I said, a really standard old person match. Volkov. Volkov. Volkov took a lot of this because I think the Iron Sheik's back and hip were like toasted at this point. Right. Um, the crowd was the crowd was at least into the match because yeah, they 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 were into the Bushwhackers. Yes, they did like the Bushwhackers, and it was just it was just oh, it was terrible. It was about as good as any old person match was going to be, but all old people matches were just terrible. Right. Um, the camera work was awful. The lighting was atrocious. Um, but you know, this is 1999. This was an indie show from a big money mark, essentially. Yeah. Uh, obviously the. Infamy of Heroes of Wrestling is profound throughout the wrestling community. We'll probably have an entire show on it, too. You know, there are a lot of people who do want us to cover, like, these infamously bad shows. Maybe we will do that, as, yeah. like, someday. Maybe it's like, you know, we don't have, like, a topic. Let's cover, like, a really infamous old event or something like that and have fun with it. But uh, the Bushwhackers did win with uh, Flying Whatever. I have no idea what they did to win. I don't know either. Um, but, yeah, it was literally standard. It was but Volkov, Volkov looked like he was going to kill over any second. Oh, I know. And the Iron Sheik didn't look much better. No, but the Iron Sheik barely wrestled. But he, right. And we'll say something about Volkov and Sheik. They know how to get the crowd going. Yeah. So at least the crowd was into it. Because I think it was like the fourth match on the card. Yeah, they had that old school kind of thing going. You know, old school. They know how to... Well, well, and also, you know, you know they're, they're infamous for that, that so yeah. it was fine. It's whatever. It was, it was very inoffensive, but we needed to have some fodder, and I, I thought it was kind of fun. I, I think there was a lot. I, I like this match because of the charm yeah. of how old it was too. It's kind of neat. Yeah, but we'll cover Heroes of Wrestling later. Oh, trust me, we're gonna cover that. So when we come back, we are gonna cover the last four matches, and then yes. we'll go into kind of what we're gonna talk about next week. So oh. stay tuned, and we'll see you on the other side of the break. Yes.
And we are back, and now we're going to cover the matches that I had scheduled for me, but since we watched all of them, it's fine. Uh, let's start with Victory Road, July 19th, 2009. This was Charmel versus Jenna Moraska. Ooh, I sure a lot of people remember that one, too. Um, Jenna's entrance was the... I, I basically felt like we were getting anally probed into her asshole. Yeah, I kind of felt that um, way, The gear was... Awful. Charmelle's oh my god, Charmelle was wearing a full fucking dress. She was in a sequent, like, sparkly gown with wrestling boots on. And this is... Charmelle was a nitro girl. She married one of the greatest wrestlers of at least our generation, Booker T. You would have thought that he would have helped. Or something. I don't know. Let's have Charmelle go out there in a gown. And also, there were feathers on the bottom, so it was getting fucking everywhere. And then Awesome Kong was so at ringside. She, she, did, she did not give anything. a fuck. Um, and also, Sojourner Bolt was there. Yes. There was a spot where Sojourner Bolt was, like, bumped off, and Awesome Kong was supposed to catch her, and Bolt, like, flew over her. Kong was like, fuck it. He did not care at all. Just want to have none of it. <laughs> she was so pissed off that she was there. She was like, because um, she was in the sight of Jenna, and Jenna was trying to get pointers from Kong, and Kong is like, yeah, <laughs> they're paying me for this. I don't care. Um, Charmel could barely do anything. She looked awful. Oh my god, she did like she did slaps, but that's about it. Jenna Roska did the slap. Charmel was like trying to do something with it, but. Her moves looked like, you know, you could do that on, like, a kitten, and it would tickle the kitten, and everybody would have smiled. It looked so weak. This is why she never wrestled. Um, so Jenna's, Jenna's selling was my fun, the funniest thing. So she was tripped. And it looked like somebody, like, cut her head off. She fell unmoving. Like, she was pile-droven. By, by Owen Hart, right? Kind <laughs> of like pile driver, and it was the funniest thing. And also the pin. Jenna Morasco's very famous face fuck for the win. So Charmel, so Charmel like had her hair pulled out, and Kong chopped her in the throat, right? So she died unmoving, but. And, and then, then Char Char Jenna Morosk, I don't know why she wanted to do this. this. Maybe she, she wanted Charmel to eat her pussy out, which I would have easily done. But <laughs> she, like, goes down and, like, did the weirdest pin I've ever seen. She was, like, stripping on her, and her vagina was, like, right there in Charmel's face. And Charmel was just like, please end this, for the love of Christ. Oh, I love this match. It's so... It's, it's it's so famous. famous. Oh, oh my god, god. people! The, the amount the amount of things that we can say about this, we can break out the thesaurus, but we just do, watch it. Just watch it. Please watch it. Of anything, watch that match. Right. And that is not the um. Was that the Was that the one with Jeff Hardy too? No, that was a later one. That was a later one. Yes. Oh, let's do this one. Okay. Another Mexican one, Los Volanos versus Psycho Circus. And once, it, once again, the Volanos are in there. It was Volano 3, 4, and 5 versus the Psycho Circus, which is Psycho Clown, Murder Clown, and... Um, uh, 
something, something other clown. So, anyways, Triple Mania uh, again. They were wrestling in concrete. There was it was. The, it's all. It's all. What, of what it is? It was. It was so like the, the Psycho Circus tried to do a good. Oh yeah, they tried. They, they tried. Um, the Volanos could not sell for shit, oh, so yeah. it looked awful. Oh yeah, just awful. Um, the. The, the production. production. I love how in your notes just says WTF. <laughs> I had because well, I think it's the match was really fast. It ended kind of awkwardly. It was it was like that climax. It ended in like eight minutes. Yeah, this match was it had, really it had, short. It had no like it had no match structure to it. That's what I remember. It had no like structure to it. Nobody tagged in. Everybody just right. did things. Right. And you know, you know, we covered Triple Mania and it was fine. And Mexican, Mexican wrestling is not, like, one of our repertoires, at least for right now. But the production of this Triple Mania was infamously bad. Yes, it was. Infamous. I remember that. Yeah, this was the first Triple Mania that they did outside of Mexico. Or yes. outside of Mexico. And, oh, my God, it was just... It's, it was... It was 2015. It was 2015. It looked like 1999. Mm-hmm. It was cutting out. The people were cutting out. The camera angles were fine, at least. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, the, the one thing the one thing I did like about this is that the entrance was kind of cool yeah. because it looked like they cut they came out of like an eyeball. It was kind of neat looking. So I'm like, okay, I need to try to find something redeeming. The only two things I found redeeming: Psycho Circus tried, and you know, Psycho Clown, Murder Clown, and whatever. They're decent wrestlers, and they're very over. So at least they were trying, but the Volanos need to, like, stop. I think one of them is actually dead now, so we're better off for it. Anyway, so WTF. I think the Volanos won, if I'm not mistaken. Nobody cares. It was just awful. They, they won with a thing. I, I don't even think they got a pinfall. I think the Volanos just won because reasons. Yeah. And also, their gear is the funniest thing I've ever oh, seen. Oh, I know it is. It's hilarious. It's like a pink swirly thingy, so they look like um, they look like I, I, they look like lollipops. <laughs> yes. Los, los lollipops. Los lollipops. That's what we're calling them now. Los lollipops. I don't know why. Oh, oh my god. god. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> Speaking of a horror show, let's move on to the next one, which was Hollywood Hulk Hogan versus Warrior Halloween Havoc, October 25th, 1998. Now, I don't know who said the set was awesome. I love the, the set is terrible. That inflatable <laughs> bullshit. So, um, Halloween Havoc had the inflatable gargoyle with the pumpkin. So, and they also they do like the graveyard thing, so there's like the. Um, it's so 90s tacky. I love it. They did it here in Las Vegas, too. Oh, it was in MGM Grand, so that was the biggest arena there and, at the time. And, yeah, and, you know, when when it has to do with that, of course they're going to go tacky as fuck. But, Jesus. That was, they, 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 they did that with Halloween Havoc for years. I'm that, glad, that was, that was I'm glad that's over. Fuck. I love it. If they brought back the inflatable, I know WWE has the inflatable gargoyle somewhere. I would buy it. In some warehouse? I would. I would totally buy it and put it in my backyard. 100%. Also, for like Halloween, I would put it in the front yard because I think that'd be a really cool prop for it. Anyways, so let's talk about how horrible the match was. Let's talk about the flash paper fail. So Hulk Hogan brought out... So they usually do like flash paper where they just like magically throw a fireball done correctly, right? 
So Hulk Hogan, he tried to light it. You could tell he was trying to light it, and then it lit, and it went into his own face. So fantastic! And then the referee, he was like, you know, on the other side of the ring from the warrior and the referee. The referee comes around, and says, "The fuck, put that away!" Right. It's, it's like, like you saw, saw the plastic. plastic. It looked awful. It did. So, so much flash paper, too. I know. You don't need that much flash paper. You only need, like, a couple of flakes, and it, like, goes up relatively well. And it's like, dude, if you wanted to know how to use flash paper, talk to Jerry Lawler right. or um, the original Sheik. They knew how to do it. They did it very well, actually. Um, I don't know why you didn't like this set. I'm sorry. I love this set. So it was a chair shot to the... Like, Horace Hogan came out. Yes. And he just walloped Warrior in the back of the head with the chair, and I cringed. Well, again. And Hogan, and Hogan won. Basically, what this was is that Hogan... were trying to relive the WrestleMania match. No, Hogan, Hogan wanted... This is basically what happened. They hired Warrior to... Because Hogan wanted the win back from WrestleMania. Because he never really got it back from where. He wanted that win back. He, this is where Hogan was, like, emotionally at the time. A much different person than what we know now. Um, but, you know, he had a lot of creative pull. So they brought in Warrior. It was his only match, too. Right. Uh, a lot of money, too. So, um... I... Of all of the matches that we watched, this one was probably my favorite. I thought this match it, is... At least it had a structure to it. The structure was fine. These guys know what they were doing. And, and so the structure of the match was fine. There was, like, the build-up, the climax, and the conclusion. Also, the, the thing Which is what you come to expect. Right. Also, the rivalry was good as well. Yeah, no, it, was, it was a decent rivalry. Like, the lead-up to it was right. fine. They incorporated a lot of different elements into it. It took but Hogan out God, of the title picture. God, I mean, just fuck, man. Fuck. Like I said, of all of the matches that we watched, this one was at least the best. And, and but it was still, it was still just. It was, it was awful. It was, it was still just flash paper trash. Right. Um. Also, the infamy about this is that they went long because because this was also the pay per view where the feed cut out in the middle of the Goldberg match. Yep. The Goldberg Diamond Dallas Page for the WCW World Champion. They had to show the match live. Right. Ne after they had to show the match in its entirety on Nitro the next night because that's how they got out of refunding people. Um, and that match was actually really good. Maybe we'll do like a Halloween Havoc review too. That'd be neat. Um, and we'll dress up in like costumes. That'd be fun. No. <laughs> um, so, you know... And, and they, they said, said it went long. long. This match was not, not as long as I thought it was going no, to. No, I think they wanted it to be longer, but I think they were rushed. No, 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 they, they went, went long. long. The, the, they, these two went long. That's why they had to cut it out. Oh, okay. Yeah, because the um, pay-per-view thing was really strict. Yeah. And they had it perfect, but the Hogan and Warrior thing went too long. Yeah. I think because of, like, because it's Hogan and Warrior. Come on. Anyways, let's move on to the next one. Uh, Don <laughs> Valentine versus Chris Champion, AWA Superstation, August 6, 1980. This match was just wow. <laughs> um, I have no idea what that was. So d they were like really trying to promote Don Valentine as like, was it Don Valentine or Chris? Who the fuck cares? Both of them are awful. Um, Don Valentine as like the next big thing. This young kid is a good old whippersnapper. He's like, and then he like fucks up a clothesline. Right. Oh yes, I remember that. He, he like fucked, fucked he, fucked, he fucked up like a drop kick. Right. Where the other guy didn't even. 
bother selling it because it was so fucking garbage. But you could tell that as the match progressed, Mm -hmm. Don Valentine was getting really pissed off. Yeah. It's like, this is just the worst match. And it's like, this was his, like, big debut, too. Right. And and Don Valentine... This crane kick. I, I think I think Chris Champion's one with the hair that was fantastic. Wasn't it Chris Champion that had the fantastic? Oh well, I thought Don. I thought Don Valentine was a blonde guy, like oh, the old I, blonde guy. I don't fucking know. I thought Don. I thought Don Valentine was the young guy with the mullet. I thought so too. I don't know who it is. Who the fuck cares? I would say recommend watching it. It's hilarious. But the hair was fantastic because mullets are just hilarious. That so was 80s. so 80s. Oh, my God. This match was so 80s. I, I mean, the one thing I did kind of like about it was that studio setup. Oh, yes. Kind of like the NWA. What? When are you coming back? I know. I'm I'm really missing the NWA. I'm Anyways. Just... so Watch watch Carneyland. I, I actually watch it every yeah. now and then. Just um, so... I th- is there anything else you'd like to add to that match before um, we kind of wrap things up here to a little nice little bow? The crane kick. So this crane kick caught champion. Man, he got walloped. Oh, yeah, he got walloped in the face, wasn't it? No, yeah. it was in the chin. It was right underneath the chin. Right. And he looked down, too, so it was like a kadoosh, and it was like, oh, he hurt. Oh, yeah. And you can tell Valentine was Oh, yeah, he was. He was so mad in this match. Minus five stars. All of them were. Minus five stars. Yes, except for Hogan and Warrior. I'm going to give that a minus four. So, anyways, if there's nothing else to add, we'll wrap up things here. Yes. um, So, next week's show is going to be a peanut gallery like his peanut gallery show. This was this was my show. So yes. peanut gallery has. To so do it's my topic because there's no shows next week. It is going to be little known wrestling terminology. Yes, we're gonna we're gonna crack open that thesaurus and we're really gonna do some research. Yes, on that or at least peanut gallery is. I'm gonna do none of it. Yeah, he's gonna do none of it. So, anyways, stay tuned and and you'll have a much better experience. Yes, uh, follow us on all of our social media so you know when we go live next. We're gonna go back on our regular schedule. Yeah. Yep, we um, have a plan to do it next Sunday, same yep. time. We're getting really close of hitting 52, 52 weeks. We're about to hit our first year. Aw. Well, I mean, kind of, because of that one week where we had the weird bump, but whatever. Right. I'm kind of excited about it, and also, we don't have, we don't have like, a lot of shows until SummerSlam, which is, like, mid-August, or actually late August. It's it's mid to late. There's, like, five, there's five weekends in August, so. Right. So, we're going to have a lot of fun things. So, yes, the terminology, and then... It's my topic, so follow us on our social medias. Become a patron if you want to watch the pay-per-views live with us where we get drunk and incredibly irresponsible. Um, drink and drive people. So, <laughs> okay. We, I do not That's con- our third demonetization. <laughs> <laughs> the views of Tiger High do not share the same views as the Majestic Production LLC. <laughs> so, yes, um, we're, you know, we drink and we you know crack jokes and we just – get very disappointed but then it's good fodder for our show so yes it is we like negativity negativity is good yes i am positive about negativity (laughs) (laughs) i'm putting that on a shirt that's sweet (laughs) anyway um now now we're just filibusting so thank you guys for listening and i hope you guys have a great rest of your weekend and as always be majestic